This, 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 this is mythical. Welcome to Ear Biscuits. I'm Rhett. And I'm Link. Joining this discussion. It's, it's this week <laughs> did, did at you the see how round table I know, of them man. I'm it's so the same every we time. Did, we still, the majority of the episodes, we said joining us this week. Yeah, but that was a lot, I mean. <clears throat> and then we, we had many wild, conversations about changing it. ago. We know I'm a creature of habit, but I need to be a creature of the new habit, which is this week at the round table of dim hey. lighting, we're gonna open an envelope. Inside is, a, is something prompted by one of you yeah. that will lead to a conversation down a metaphorical rabbit hole. And you know what? We it could may... be a literal rabbit hole this time. I don't know. And you know what? There's a second envelope too that we also don't know what's in that. We might open one, we might open two. Um, just go with us on this journey once we open the envelope. But first, I I would like to hear from you mm. in um, mm. how you're doing. Stop making that bass mm. noise. <laughs> Would you like to hear it's, me make that noise more? It's like a odd, mm. it's like an odd grunt mixed with like a subwoofer test. You know, every once in a while, like so, my mom has this habit um, <laughs> where she will just be doing something that's not necessarily difficult, something that you would not, you know, categorize as difficult. Like maybe she's just like reading a setting, magazine, setting a table, uh, setting a, a plate on the table. Okay. And then she's like, <sighs> it kind of like she's making some noises, and I think it's to she doesn't realize she's doing it, but <laughs> I I've noticed it. Uh, it's just kind of making like voices of effort, even though what you're doing doesn't require effort. And so, I Jesse pointed out that I have started doing that. It's There's, just vocalizing effort. You, you, I'll just be, be in a room with her and sometimes I'm just like and she's like, what's wrong? I'm like, oh, I, oh not, nothing, did I do, do something? She said, you just went <laughs> and I'm like, mm, I guess it just runs in the family. <laughs> it must. Uh, so I'm curious. Have you noticed this about me? <clears throat> Well, I thought you were doing it to distract me from the question because you, no, you don't want to answer I'm, I'm, I'm happy to, oh, I'm happy to answer the question. I'm curious, because you've been 10 days being the mom and the dad in the house. I'm glad you rounded it up to 10, although it was just eight. I'm glad oh. that you did that, if it seemed like a double digit. Well, I didn't know if, I, if, I, if that didn't include travel days. Yep, So it did, it included travel days, my wife, she went on an excursion. Went to, she went to find herself, and there was a question if she was gonna come back, right? <laughs> the details that you have associated with the trip are interesting to me. They're, they're all incorrect. Okay. She had a friend who was going to Africa for work, and uh, a good friend of hers, and she was like, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go with you. Mm. So she went to South Africa. Had a great time. She went to Cape Town? Yeah. And, There's uh, no water there. That that's just a side curiosity. But the, the main curiosity they're running out of water. Yeah, I have is um, well, she's how back. did I do? She did come back. She right? made it back. Yeah. What do you mean she made it back? She decided to come back. <laughs> uh, she was always planning to come back, okay. but because I mean, you know, South Africa. Uh, 
I don't really know what city, she was in Cape Town, I don't know what city's more dangerous than another, but it has a reputation for being a place that you just don't wanna, you gotta watch your back, you know? She actually told me a story of, um, she just went out by herself one day, and uh, she was in like a relatively like, you know, quote unquote, safe part of the city, but a place that wasn't necessarily known for like violent crime, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of violent crime and robbery and armed robbery there. But well, that that's not what I meant by she she might not come back. No, no. But seriously, like she actually, um, she and she was kind of being dramatic, but she talked quite a bit about if I don't come back. Like we actually had a conversation about her funeral. Oh, like she talked about details of her funeral, which was interesting. And I was like, they're not gonna die. Don't just just let's not talk about that. Just come back. But while she was there, she goes out uh, one day by herself to the shopping area and um it was, that was, that's what it was called she went to shopping area a shopping area okay. like a, like a you know one of the roads that streets that's like known for its shopping okay and there was a woman uh like a woman who kind of kind of come up, came up to her kind of aggressively asking for money uh-huh. um and was kind of following her but she kept following her like it was one of those things where you kind of say no I'm sorry I can't help but they continued to follow and then she was getting a little bit freaked out and then they have these public safety officers. So I don't know exactly what this is but it seems like there are these people who are not exactly cops, not exactly you know civilians who are stationed all these places throughout the city that are kind of just there to make sure that everything is okay. They packing? Uh, and I, di- I, I didn't ask her that question because I was thinking that do they have guns but I don't know. All I know is that a public safety officer kind of came up and told this woman who was like aggressively fo- coming after Jesse. Oh wow. To like back off. And then she walks a little bit further and another public safety officer comes up to her and she had on a backpack. Jesse had on a backpack and had on a very very small necklace, like a necklace you could barely even see. And the public safety officer was like you need to turn your backpack around so that the pack is in the front and you need to take your chain and put it in your bag because somebody will come up and rip the chain off of your neck. Whoa. And then she was like, okay, I'm not going out by myself again. So there was some there was some cause for concern even though I think I just kind of minimized it, but she made it back. Yeah, it's it's not good for your back to have, carry a backpack around like that. You, what, what shouldn't really, go on the front. Really, what you should do if, you, that the if, you, if you're going to do that is you should wear a backpack on the front, but you should wear a dummy backpack on the back to balance Ooh, it out. Yeah, and people can take the dummy backpack. It's just full of books, like from you know the dollar store. Breakaway necklaces, perhaps. Yeah. Exactly. Or I thought you were gonna say you wear the backpack forward and then you wear another shirt over it so it looks like you got, you're like lumpy pregnant. Okay. You know how some people get. so you're less less of a target that way? Well that's true, maybe maybe you're more of a target. I don't know, anyway, thanks for asking about me. That is what you were asking how I was doing so I'll get back to talking about me. Let's talk about me, how about that? (laughs) She, She had, she had a harrowing experience on the streets of Cape Town. Let's talk about you. I uh, you, you had to raise your kids without her for eight days. Um, now that's danger. You wow. know, it was pretty smooth. Um, I am. I'm pretty, pretty hands off. <laughs> 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 and uh, by that I mean things like. 
Uh, well, first of all, the kids have quite a few activities that they are involved in. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Things that they do during the week, some weeknights, and uh, there was some sporting events on the weekend, and you know, I, I I took care of all that. Everybody got to where they needed to be on time, and etc. But U- Uber. Yeah, I just put them in a lift. Okay. No, I carried them. I I drove them. And uh, incidentally, did you know that uh, our friend Michael, who has the the, the little the little dog, yeah, um, he sent the dog to William's house in a lift. Did you know this? No. That's how he got the dog to William. Are you serious? He put the dog in a crate in the a lift and sent it across town. When the lift shows up, you're explaining to the lift, "Hey, I'm not going. I just want you to take this crate with a dog in it to this house." And the and the driver was didn't speak good English, and like so he couldn't really. It, there was no real confirmation that everything was going to be okay, but it was just like I mean, I have a dog. I put the dog in the car and I and, and I typed in the address. Just take this dog to that address. It ended up working. The dog's fine. The dog made it. I wouldn't do that with my child though. I'd probably do that with Barbara. <laughs> That's crazy scene. Anyway. Uh, why, why didn't he just ride, because he, he didn't want to ride across town and then ride back. I think they were in a hurry to get out of town and it was like the last minute thing was oh, to get wow. the dog over. Anyway, <laughs> um, I uh, by hands off I mean things like. There is an Uber for kids though, by the way. There's an app, is there not, where you can put your kid in a in a car and it's, certi- it's a certified ride service. It's got like a bounce house in it or something? N- no, it's just a certified Ball ride. Ball pit? Ride service. For kids, for your children, and uh, the drivers are like they pass like a second level of test to be like. I thought safe this around existed. Children. It, I might just be thinking it needs to exist. Well, I we have sent I, I have sent um, Locke about two years ago when he was like twelve. He and uh, his friend, who was a year older than him, we sent them about five miles in an Uber one time. And some people right now are thinking that that is a horrible parenting decision. But once you ride in a couple of Ubers, I don't think so. It's nothing. I mean, and we like we vetted the guy, you know, like when he showed up. You looked at his stars. Well, not he wasn't just highly rated, but like we had a conversation with him, and I, and we talked about if there's wow. any if, if we feel anything weird at all about this driver, we're not going to do this. We didn't feel anything weird. I'm pretty surprised you still did it. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I put a twelve year old in an Uber. I'm not. I, I'm a pretty like. I'm was Jesse? Ha- I'm pretty hands off. Was Jesse off part of that as decision? We, as we, yeah, yeah. Jesse was like that. Surprises integral me. to the decision. Yes. Wow. I mean, especially because it wasn't that far. It's not like. I mean, you couldn't just take your kid. I don't remember the circumstances, but I remember thinking it was a great idea. We should do it more often. <laughs> so when I was taking care of my kids, so Shepard is really in. He's got a switch. He's got a Nintendo Switch, and he spends quite a bit of time on that. Now he has. Um, is that how you talk to him? He is, is there a way to talk to him through the switch. Unfortunately, no. I I limit him. Well, I have parental control set up on the switch, and one of the things you can do with the, the parental controls app is you can set a limit. Yeah. So I set one hour. If he decides to do it on a day, he gets one hour of time. Yeah, and I I have that. I have like apps running on the kids' screens. Like there's a shared family laptop, and and like. The kids that have phones, you monitor all that in terms of like time and stuff like that, so they do the homework and they're not just on screens. But all the here's time. the problem with it: 
it just gets to an hour and it sends him a warning. And it says, you have reached your limit for the day or whatever. So for Shepard, translation is, it doesn't shut off after that, it'll keep no, going. It keep you can keep playing. So it. the translation is, good job Shepard, achievement unlocked. Yeah, right, and right? so, <laughs> and so I, I look at the app and it says, your child went two hours and 40 minutes over his one hour limit today. I'm like, well what the crap is the limit for? Are you just gonna give Shepard a warning and that's it? No, he's gotta be, you know, but I did tell him, I was like, Shepard, by the end of, he did this for a few days in a row, and eventually I said, Shepard, if you go over the limit, if I get the alert that you went over the limit, then you can't play the next day, so. Did he did he stick with it after that? Well, we kinda came up with that plan like the day before she came back. Oh. Yeah, it took me a while to realize what was happening. You, you, get, you, you, you discussed the plan, but then you put him and his switch into an Uber, yeah. And then they, they, you know, he looked up from the switch, he was in Tijuana. Yeah, I shouldn't have done that. But interestingly, I, I told him, I said, Shepard, you've got to get off screens. You've got to do something other than be on screens. You gotta stop playing Zelda, that's his game. With he's, his life. He's playing Zelda. And so, I, and like, I tell him that and then 30, 30 minutes later, I come into the kitchen and we have like a, we have an iMac that's kind of off to the side of the kitchen and, um, He's watching YouTube videos about Zelda, like how to play Zelda. <laughs> and he, and I bet you he says what my kids say, which is, "Well, I'm not, I'm not playing, so it doesn't count." I was like, "Well, it's still a screen." But the thing is, like Lincoln will. I'll tell Lincoln, "Well, you know, I don't want you to be on screen so much, son. I don't want you to play whatever game you're playing. I know the games, but it's not worth mentioning at this point." And he's like, "Well, I don't want you to be on screens." He's like, "Well." I'm not, I'm like, what are you doing right now? He's like, well, I'm on Amazon, I'm just kinda looking at some stuff, but that's a screen. He's like, but I'm not playing a game well, I'm on shopping, it. Dad. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just. I'm putting together my wish list. Right, right. That's what Shepard does. And that's different. It's um, not different. Well, but I will say. It is different there, in his experience. There is but. a distinct difference, and I think that studies show this. Uh, you know that's a that's as authoritative I, as, I we, as we get on the show. show I think this. studies have shown this. <laughs> um, at least my kids have told me studies have shown this. Studies. Um, playing games is is a significantly different experience on your brain than just watching a te television or movies. So like sitting down and binge watching something, your brain goes into a very, like you're not making any judgments, you're not, you're not connecting any dots, you're basically just kind of taking in this story versus a game that involves strategy so I kind of go back to that sometimes when I look at how long he's been in this game, but I think I spent a lot of time playing the the original Zelda. Like I would sit yeah. up there in the extra room we called it. I never did it. And, I mean, and, even and with my namesake of time. in the game, I never I never once played the game. Yeah, all you had to do was get Nintendo Power and you didn't have to play. You just It just didn't seem We had Nintendo Power. They have YouTube to tell them exactly how to how to beat uh the specifics of the game. Screens is a problem. I, you know, I'll say quickly, I wanted to spend some time with Lincoln. I was like, all right, we're gonna do something uh, today. You're not gonna stay here and stay on screens just because it's Saturday morning. So I took him and a friend of his to um, a place where we played VR video games. <laughs> That's what we ended up doing. We're not gonna stay here inside and to play video games and watch TV. We're gonna go to a facility where we have right. to pay to be on a screen, okay son? Yeah, we did that and it it was actually, and I took Lily too, so it was the four of us 
all with like the VR headsets on. Super cool. Playing in the same world, and it was, it was, it was a zombie shooter game, where it's like you're you're in the desert of Arizona. It's called Arizona something. Arizona desert. And um, Arizona something. You can only move under this tent, but then there's like zombies coming from every which away. And let me tell you, it was fun. After it took twenty minutes for us to figure out how to actually start playing the game, I had a visceral fear response a, a number of times. To the zombies? Yeah, I actually felt like what I'm doing right now is traumatic, like shooting zombies. Like, it was it was scary because they would crawl up. Did you, they, were your kids scared? They would crawl, no. <laughs> That's what's disturbing is that they weren't scared but I was scared. They would crawl up to your feet when you weren't looking. You're looking one way, and you'd literally turn around and look down, and there'd be a zombie clawing at your ankles. Like I would jump, and then the three of them would see me jumping and cowering. And <laughs> there's there's Dad. He's gonna be a great leader in the apocalypse. I, I, I picked up. You could pick up a tennis ball and throw it at him. It, oh, it wouldn't do that. anything. You were the tennis ball boy. Wouldn't do anything. Uh, yeah, I'm interested in doing. Very that. intense. Um, speaking of intense, I have every intention. Um, or every reason to believe that going down this rabbit hole is going to be incredibly intense. Is that a good segue? Oh, that was good, that was um, good. And now you're gonna say, but first. But first. Ear Biscuits is supported by Mattress Firm. Now we've been talking to you about how choosing the right mattress and all the stuff that goes along with it is such an important decision for your quality of life. And for me, it extends to lots of people. I sleep with my wife. I also That's good. sleep with our dog. Okay. Jade has empowered me and Christy to make the right decision about our bedding. And then you know what? This past week, man, I've got sickness go through the house, like vomiting sickness, kids coming up in the middle of the night wanting to get into bed with us. I'm like, you can't get into bed because you're vomiting. Sometimes I get out and they get into bed, there's like a shuffle. So all of a sudden, all of these decisions that I'm making that I thought were just for me and my, my wonderful spouse, the two of us extend to my whole family because they're all trying to glom into my bed somehow. Mm. It's important. You want it to be a welcoming place. Want it to work for everybody. So not only is it extremely important to make the best mattress and bedding decision for yourself, but also for everybody else who might be in your bed. That sounded, that didn't, you, you know how I meant it. I know exactly what you mean, Link, and you can do that with Mattress Firm, America's neighborhood mattress store. They let you stretch your budget further when you're looking for ways to improve your sleep, but they're more than just mattress experts. They have a whole package that helps you transform your mattress into a bed from adjustable bases and sheets to headboards and bedroom decor. Go to mattressfirm.com slash podcast to see what deals are happening right now. And then they also offer you a 120 night sleep trial to ensure perfection and a 120 night low price guarantee so you know you paid the perfect price. So no matter who you got in your bed, your spouse, your dog, any number of children, go to mattressfirm.com slash podcast to learn how your sleeping could be monumentally improved. Now on with the biscuit. I'm grabbing the top envelope. I, I only want to pretend as if there is one envelope. Okay. I see that there's another one, but I don't. I don't, I, I don't want you to. I think don't that want it's... it to be in the back of our heads that we're going to go to the second envelope. Well, it, unless I, the rabbit hole re reaches a dead end. Well, not a dead end. A conclusion. A I, conclusion? I just don't. I don't want it to seem like a defeat if we open the second okay. envelope. I don't want it to seem like oh we got to, we got to prove to ourselves we can talk one thing into the ground. Through the ground. 
Here it is. The one envelope. Mark M, I'm not gonna say his last name because I don't know what he's about to say or ask. Okay. And it may be incriminating. If you guys were stuck on an island and could only bring three items apiece and one mythical crew member. Oh gosh. Who and what would you bring and how long do you think you'd last? Now this has gotta be a team, I mean this is like a freaking riddle here. What three things do you bring? It's, this is not a, okay and this is Mark Martinez. Mark, mm. okay, all right, we're up to the challenge, we can figure this out. The mythical crew member thing is is kind of tough. This can get a little you dicey. Know what, you know what? We'll we'll try to answer that too. Now, are we saying that stuck on an island? Are we saying that this is this is one mythical crew member between the two of us, or we each get one? Well, we could bring three items apiece and one mythical crew member between the two of us. Oh, okay. What I'm, okay. So we can bring six things, and I, I you know I think. Well, Man. yeah, I mean, you gotta. This is tough. You gotta have some. And I'm assuming this island, you know, it's just like it's it's just is. I don't I don't know what the terrain is. I don't know if it's jungle. I don't know if it's desert. I don't know if it's populated. Well, that that would make a. But the implication is, let, ain't nobody there. Let's just assume that it is your your typical. If we were stuck on Kauai, like South, I wouldn't Pas have to. I I wouldn't probably. I'd probably bring like no. some toothpaste. I think the implication is this is an island where there are no people other than you. He didn't say deserted, but let's just assume that. Stuck on an island. I mean, to, by your definition, we are currently stuck on an island. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 mm. we're, we're, every, every continent is ultimately an island, right? So no. Oh, that's true. I, I, so this is like, there's nobody there except the person that we're going to bring and the items that we're bringing with us. Right. Oh gosh, well. I At, at first I'm thinking something Really sharp, an axe. But a, then, you got to have an axe. You, you got to have you. You got to have like um, yeah. You got to have sh a sharp piece of metal, and it might as well be an axe if you're going that far. Um, I again, I'm no as, as much as I would like people. I'm not, to, to I'm not going to do any am, blacksmith work. I, I am not an. I am not an expert. I only like to pretend that I am. Um, In survival, or I, I like the idea of being ready for the apocalypse, but I'm actually not ready for it. You know what I mean. Uh, but I don't know if a knife or an ax is a better choice, but I have to assume that you can do most things with a with an ax that you can do with a knife, but there's a lot of things you can't do with a knife that you can do with an ax. Does that, does that, do you think that is logical? And we have to think about this together, like if I bring an ax, you don't have to bring an ax. Or should I bring an ax and you bring a knife? And then we got all bases covered. Because you, you wanna like cut open like the pigs that we're gonna kill? Right. You know, and like, but I gotta I'm be. I'm glad to I gotta, hear the island has pigs. Well, every island has got pigs. When when was the last time somebody crash landed on an island and there wasn't like a a weird boar situation? Yeah. Well, some sort of animal that we can get our teeth around. I I recently rewatched uh, Castaway with my family because we were going on this um, family movie Tom Hanks bender. Somehow we ended up what, watching uh, Sully. And then the next weekend, okay. I think we watched, minus a few key scenes, we watched Forrest Gump as a family. Can you describe the scenes that you skipped? And nope. And then, 
we watched something. We watched a League of Their Own, which has Tom Hanks. How much time? And then we, not all in one night. What was the span? How many days? This is like this is like a a, a, a bunch of Saturdays in a row. Saturday and you specifically night, were like, nights. we're gonna really, we're gonna go deep into the Tom Hanks universe. Well, I what you'll find if you start to think about it, just look at my list. It's like oh, it's all great family it's movies. Great. It's I, great, great stuff. And then we watched Castaway, yeah. which was that was a good one. And the kids start saying things like, "Oh, now, now, there's so many memes that make sense now." We well, talked that, about this. That's what Locke said after Forrest Gump, man. Yeah, and Lily said the same thing. Because she speaks in meme now, right? That's all. That, that that's the only way they can communicate. Um, but anyway, and I know that you've been rewatching Lost with your family. So based on these two entertainment experiences alone, we should have better answers. If we're now we, we've we've set an axe and a knife, so now we have we have four things to go. Uh, I guess a volleyball. <laughs> now, for, Tom, for fun. Tom for Hanks companionship. Because he started he. Because you know, you talk about the whole starting a fire situation. Do you honestly think we could start fire? Yeah, using we, friction. Well, no, we could start it with the butane lighter. That would be the third item that we bring. <laughs> and it and it. Like, I mean, can you get? Does the does like a huge freaking butane refill count as part of the item? I think what we got to do is we got to get a. Now, first of all, I do think that while we do have a fire. With the butane lighter, we also need to be learning how to start a friction fire. But I think you got to approach this in two different ways. Right. One side of the problem is we have a fire that never stops. You know, like you've heard you've heard about this. oh, like a pilot light. Uh, well, I, I I seem to remember that in some cultures that I've read about in the past that it was like someone's job to always have the fire going. Like you always have a fire going. It's not that hard to start a fire, is it? That well, like you, you don't want it, Oh my gosh, this thing has to be an eternal flame. Well, no, you want the fire burning at night as a signal because we don't want to be there forever. And you want it burning during the day, so it, you just don't want it to get too cold, but then but then we're teaching each other, not teaching each other, but we're we're trying out to learn we're trying based on everything we've seen in movies to learn how to do the friction fire. So eventually the butane lighter is just a just a backup for rainy days. Could we have an internet connection that like, is the new version- like a hotspot is the fourth item? Like we had access to the internet but we didn't have any, but w somehow, this is almost like a black mirror meets loss situation where you, we couldn't gain rescue via the internet but we could access it at, just like any normal person. I think that would be- I think that's what I'm gonna Highly frustrating. No, because, you got to bring a Wi-Fi. You, you, that's first of all, as realistic as this as this situation is, right? That's all. That you're really. I think you're breaking. I think you're breaking the uh, the question apart because we can't we can't have the internet. We can't have a functioning internet because now you're talking about we got electricity. Then I was just, just trying to hack the system, but yeah. So we got two knives and we got some. I think maybe we we don't have something to start a fire. I, maybe we just maybe. But if we don't but get a fire that, that started hump, in that the first hump month, could kill us. we could die. First week, probably. Water filter. Water filter. Like a mic something micron, whatever the number is that you need. Like Remember that time that we went on a camping trip with 
roommate Tim. And he brought a water filter. And Tim is the is the college roommate of ours that he's the reason why the rat lived in the couch. He's the one that we say that he was always messy. We'd, we just give him such a hard time and we believe that he deserves it. He's the guy who, he was a chem major mm-hmm. and when we went hiking, we went to Limville Gorge one time and he insisted, <laughs> he insisted on wearing his steel-toed boots yeah. and then he got so much chafing and um, blisters from these boots that he literally started hiking in socks. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. <laughs> what a nut. And then because I think at the point where the, it wasn't like at the heel or anything, it was at the point where the steel toe stopped and it became regular leather. Something about that juncture in the shoe the transition got, zone. got very painful for him. And he just kept getting further and further behind. We would stop and wait for him. And then all of a sudden we realized he's holding his boots. He's hiking in socks. Yeah. And then we're like mumbling to ourselves. It's like, don't say anything to him. Just, he's upset. <laughs> you don't want to have somebody that's that down. It's like having somebody with like a broken hip hiking with you. So you're saying that Tim, we're not bringing Tim. He's not a mythical crew member. No, I haven't even gotten to what I remembered, which was he's a chem major, and like he said, another time that we went camping, he w- w- we get to our first campsite, and all of a sudden he breaks out all this tubing. You remember this? Yeah, yeah. He breaks out all this tubing, we're like, Tim, what? We have plenty of water. What, what is this tubing? What are you making? Yeah, the he's car like, is right there. I'm making a, f- a water filter. I, yeah. I, and it, it was, it had charcoal in it, yeah, it was. There was a whole filtration system that he like built from scratch. And he got the water from the creek and we drank it. I don't recall personally drinking I drank his it. water. I drank it. I trusted him. You trusted him? Oh, man, he he may was have a, made a mistake. He was but. a chem major. He was not a chemist. He was studying it. He, he had wasn't. A, he had a water filter. That's It's not that advanced tech. It's not that. He he had a lot to say about advanced it. advanced of a technology. Yeah, but he was also hiking in socks. I mean, at some yeah, point. Yeah, I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> But but I'm thinking about the ini- the initial like because obviously we're talking need, like a life straw. We need to figure out a way to have like a sustainable water source. We need to find fresh water. We need to use the fire that we're going to learn how to start with just friction to like sanitize the water. But th- there's a there's a learning curve to all that, you know. Well, so we got to have we got to have. To me, it's less about thinking about all the things that are gonna work long term, because people might be like, guys, why are you using butane lighters and water filters? Is because I, we gotta make it six to eight weeks just to get our bearings to, to, to develop a civilization. I'll tell you something else you need. And um, I think I learned this from the time I used to spend with Bear Grylls on television. Oh, on television, yeah. Um, you gotta keep spirits up. You've got, you've gotta actually believe you're gonna make it. That that does this translate into who we would bring with us? I don't know or yet. An item? I, I, I'm I'm not. I, I'm putting out there that this is the most overlooked and possibly the most important thing is just a positive outlook, a confident assertion of survival. That very quickly, I think, means we need some form of entertainment. Mm. You gotta have something besides tic-tac-toe in the, stand, in the sandwich toe. Like a bocce ball set? <laughs> like a bocce ball set. 
because you if, if here's the here's the analogy. I was telling somebody this yesterday. You know, we were hanging out um, with with friends, and our kids were there. Our youngest kids, Lando and Shepard, were there, and we sent them outside so that we could have adult time and like have adult conversation mm-hmm. without them coming in and again. And then. Um, this was before you broke, let Shepard get on his Nintendo Switch. You did a good job for a couple of hours yeah. there without letting him have it. Him yeah. and Lando were out there fighting over uh, the dog that took the Uber, by the way. Right. Um, and then after they got tired of the dog, they were given a little trampoline. Yeah. And then that, they were, then they started fighting over who was gonna be on the trampoline because there wasn't enough room for both of them at the same time. And then all of a sudden Lando comes in with a piece of the trampoline that they had sprung off of it. So they sprouted a big hole in the trampoline because one side went boing. And when we were leaving later, it turns out that we were trying to put the trampoline back together because you wanna leave everything better than you found it. We couldn't find this other piece. And I was like, you know what? It's really dark. I'm sure in daylight, I was, I was, I was talking to Jaden. I was like, I'm sure you'll find it. Is it like in a, other words, small, I'm not gonna stay here in the dark and help you look for it. Was it was a small, you can I look, never saw it. It was like a little plastic bracket that no, held. No, but it was a trampoline, like an exercise trampoline? Like yeah, exercise? yeah, yeah, but it was fancier than that and it had like little plastic brackets. But I said, basically I said, I'm leaving, I'm not helping you look for this in the dark, but I'm sure you'll find it tomorrow in the light. But I said, you know what the key is? The key is believing that you will find it. Mm. Uh, lots of times when you're looking for something, even if you got like a huge search party, and I'm not trying to be depressing, let's not talk about a missing child. Let's just talk about like a like a needle in a haystack, almost literally. And if you got all your friends coming over, I gotta find this needle in this haystack. There's usually one person in the back of their mind that's like, I'm picturing the moment when I do find this needle. I hold it up and I'm like, I'm not gonna be triumphant, I'm just gonna be like, hey guys, check out what I found. Everybody comes over and they all look and they can't believe it. He's holding the needle that was hidden in the haystack and he's thinking in his mind, when everybody comes over, I'm just gonna be like nonchalant and then everybody's gonna be like, he found the needle in the hay, he found the needle, come over, he, he found the needle. And projecting yourself into that situation as the hero that found the needle, all you need is one person in a group who believes that they can manifest that situation. But in our and situation, you know what? what are we believing? You'll find the hero. What I do mean, we you'll believing? find the needle. What are we believing? And the hero if you're not him. Are we believing that we'll be rescued? We're believing that we will survive. But how does this and translate if you're confused, into an item? If you're confused by my speech, it's not gonna work when we're out on the island, <laughs> I'm giving it to you again. Cause I'll be like, remember on the podcast when I talked about the needle in the haystack? All we have to do is believe that we will survive. Well, right? I think what the you're analogy about, with the needle is that yeah, we will not die. But I agree in bringing a can-do attitude, but that doesn't count as one of we our need, items. We need an item that at our lowest Get, point- Gives we, us a can-do attitude? A bocce ball set's not a bad idea, but it's kinda stupid, so we let's can, get we smarter cre- than We can that. create a bocce ball set out of, a, out of the correct size rocks. We, we can do that. What? Not I, really. I think that we've got, I think. One of the th- one of the s- six items needs to be something that, it, it's a hope giver. Mm. It needs to be like, again, for Tom Hanks, it was the volleyball, it was Wilson. Well, I think with the knife, we could carve things 
and you've got art. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to think of ways to double down on some of the items. Mm-hmm. We could do tree art. We could become experts in like carving weird things into trees and that would be our entertainment. We could actually create little, we could do, I don't know who our third person is gonna be, we gotta answer that question in a second, but we, the three of mm-hmm. us, we like do voices. We have a whole forest. What we could do is have like a, a forest of characters. We do we you carve the different characters and then we voice we create our own create our own entertainment system that's just us voicing different trees. An entertainment system. <laughs> we call it the entertainment system, and it's just a section of the forest. It's it's just and, a, and see. I've answered you. And, a sculpture, and garden? we can create a whole play that is about you, you can do it. You're gonna you you can find the needle. It could be about finding a needle in a haystack. It could be about being rescued. It could be about starting a sustainable civilization. Right. That, that's all in our imagination. And with the axe and the knife, I mean, the more I think about it, we might need like a second axe. Let, <laughs> you uh, know yeah. what I'm saying? We could call it knife flicks. Knife flicks. Yeah, it's like yeah. we're watching the stuff we've made with our knives. Yeah. We could knife flicks and chill. So we, well, no, see, we. What? We gotta talk about that third person. Let, let's come back to the other two items because I think this is, a, this is we're gonna get into some, um, this could get a little weird here in a second. Oh, is that right? Yeah, right. Um, because you have to ask yourself the question, is the point of the third person just for us to sur- <laughs> just for us to survive or is this, uh, do we need to- Populate need the to populate island? populate the island? <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying that is a legitimate question. If we can just agree right now that this is not about populating the island. No, Red, let's really make it about populating the island. Let's choose an, <laughs> let's choose an employee. <laughs> let's freaking, what? I just, what is wrong with I'm you? I'm just throwing everything out there just so we this, can make the best is, choice. This is not, first of all. Okay. We would never talk about this uh, just Ugh. if we weren't being recorded, but I want to remind you that we are. It, this oh, is th- being distributed. Hold on, this is one of the episodes that's going on the internet. This isn't for the private collection. Even, even you just think, even you just I, bringing that up, but for comedic effect is I, problematic. I thought that one out of four episodes was for the private collection. Sorry, I, I forget this. Okay, so we're not going to populate the island. I'm it's just because I'm, you're I'm a forty f- years old. And you're you're oh, an old fart. Hold on, we both have vasectomies. I mean, what are we even thinking? We'd have to get. We'd have. And to, that's your reason that we're ha- moving on. <laughs> we'd have to bring a doctor who's the third person who can reverse our vasectomies. He has to have the tools that he needs to reverse the the vasectomies. Why's it got to be a he? Well, it's got to be a she because then we have to impregnate the doctor. I know. We have to. You're we exactly ne- right. We need a female doctor. Right. Who okay. works for us? <laughs> what? <laughs> the medic. <laughs> <laughs> we got I'm sorry. Listen. I'm just trying to be practical. Gosh, you're the one who made it awkward. It's not Mars. We're not we're, we're not starting a civilization. We're okay. just we're just coasting All the right. rest of our lives. This is a theater. And we're bringing along somebody who's going to help us survive. Okay, then it's, and boost morale. Okay. All right. You know what? Any mythical employee mm-hmm. Would be a great addition to our squad, but we have to we have to pick one, and I think we got to go with somebody who not only boosts morale but is like more capable than than we are. I mean, I think we're in like Morgan territory, honestly. 
You know what I'm saying? I think, I think, yeah. He's, I mean, he's not gonna die anytime soon. He can solve a lot of different problems. He's quiet too. He's not annoying in. in Last thing at we all. need is another talker. Yeah, he's, he's not annoying. He's just a guy that while we're sitting around carving the tree, the entertainment. He's system, thinking. He's, <laughs> he's thinking. He's, he's coming up with things. You know what I'm saying? And so I think Morgan. The good thing Morgan about Morgan is, is, you know, he, no, he cannot get pregnant. He gent I I know that. He gently redirects me constantly, you know. Especially when it when it comes to safety. Like he's got a way about himself and that he like doesn't complain. Cause it, I mean you guys you guys know that I can't have I, I'm not allowed to use a knife on Good Mythical Morning. Um but Morgan is always you'd think that Chase would be the one who was like constantly nervous and He's only nervous when I have darts. Like uh, Morgan, before before we start rolling on an episode, he'll like come up if there's anything that I could really hurt myself with and like he always has a way to just kind of gently Suggest. bring me bring me to a realization of what's best for you. What's best for me. Yeah. I, and I'm glad he's there so I don't have to Morgan is Morgan is Say my father in, figure in a more direct way. He can be our both of our dad. <laughs> yeah, he can be a dad sometimes. He what is Morgan? A, that's what Morgan is to me. What is Morgan to you? He's the guy that says things to you, so I don't have to. <laughs> yeah, right. He's a mediator. No, okay. So we so we know what would what would be great about Morgan. He's got a can do attitude, um, and he and he does. He can't. He has a can do attitude, and then he does. Now Jordan. You know, a newer mythical crew member. Yeah, he's he's fresher. He could be Cotton Candy Randy some days, and Cotton Candy Randy is you know we've already established is one of my he, favorite. So it's people. two guys in one. Yeah, and he also can be sexy fireman. <laughs> you know, he did that one time. Right. And I'm sure he can probably invent new new characters too. You know, I don't know how capable he is. He's like from Orange County. You know, he probably is not you know good with an axe. Um, yeah. Mm. He's he's good with flip flops. I bet. Yep. Right. But he's definitely for in terms of your, your the morale boosting. I mean, I think we can handle that. You you don't think we need Cotton Candy Randy? No, he yeah. doesn't like me. Uh, he de- yeah he likes me. Right. He likes me more. Yeah. So it was kind of a selfish choice. Well, but on your part, okay. He could yeah, that could be something else. So Morgan's coming. He's got a crate full of good stuff because he can bring whatever he wants. Oh, really? No, no, <laughs> no. He can't bring what he wants. So right now we've got a knife and an axe. You may think that's excessive in the whole metal tool t- uh, category. Um, do we need like a fishing rod or an, a net? Net. A net. If we got a knife and an axe. A butane first, lighter, a water filter, and a net. What is that? Oh, we're down to f- that, that's five. That's five. I mean, mm. only if you're on board with this with a net. Net's a good idea because a fish, and we can catch people as well. Well, you can catch all kinds of things with a net. There, so there's Morgan pe- gets out there's of hand. people swimming by the island. If there's like a, I don't know if the, there's the others. You know, speaking of lost. But let's just assume there aren't other people. But you so. can also use a net as like a st- a structure system for a, the tarp that we'll need to put over top of. Or forget the tarp because we only have one more thing. We're just going to put Brent fronds. We're going to put fronds over the net, mm. 
And that's gonna be our idea for making shelter at first until we realize that we can't fish with the net when it's our hut. And I've got what I think is the best possible item for the sixth item. Can I guess what it is by asking yes or no questions? I think I just need to tell you. Is it a pro? Is it a packaged product? It's a yacht. Oh, it's a yacht. <laughs> <laughs> well, that kind of spoiled my gamemanship there. See, with this type of attitude, our morale is going to sink real quick. No. I, I, I instigate a game, and you're like, "Well, let's." It's Spoiler a, alert! It's a yacht. It's a yacht. I mean, I could have said that first. Yacht. Yacht. The gas guzzler. How much gas? It's we only a, have. It's, no it's a yacht full of gas. Ooh. That, a, that's a quandary right there. It's a yacht full So a yacht that we never wanna use. No, it's a yacht we leave the island with. We don't even have to have this 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 mental exercise because we just take our yacht and go and go back to civilization. Do we have enough gas to get there? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean I think we just solved it. I think we did. It's kind of an easy question. Morgan's there, he can probably drive a boat. <laughs> Drive a boat. <laughs> We're gonna give him special training. We're gonna get him on what it, Lynda.com yacht training series, video yeah. series. Do uh, you wanna go to the second envelope? That's, I, I can tell. You do? You, I can you tell. To? When you brought up the yacht, you were like, I'm done with this question. Mark, thanks for that. Thanks for helping us think through it. There's survivalists out there who have gouged their eyes out listening to that conversation. Well, I, yeah, if you are, if you know anything about surviving, let us know how good our first five choices were. Uh, yeah, that's what I wanna know. Because I have no idea. Uh, this is from Myra. What is it about certain foods that makes them only fitting for certain times of day? Is there some bodily circadian rhythm related function happening that makes us only want pizza for dinner and not breakfast? Mm. This is a great question. I have thought about it. Well, first of all, I've had, you have thought about it? I have asked myself the question before, why is it that we limit ourselves to these, these, these items for breakfast? Yeah, well, Maybe this isn't the right way to do it, but instinctively, I just want to point out the outliers that, like, I've eaten cold pizza for a a late breakfast, so brunch maybe doesn't count. But like a bona fide, I'm getting up at my normal time in my normal routine, and I'm gonna eat I'm gonna eat a slice of pizza for like hot pizza, like order fresh out of the bag type of thing. That does sound weird, but whenever a family, whenever we're like. As a family, we're like, all right, what do you guys wanna do before we watch another Tom Hanks movie? What do you wanna eat for dinner? And if anyone says, breakfast for dinner, immediate eruption and celebration. What? Breakfast for dinner! Woo! It's like, it's like a gleeful subversion of all societal expectations rolled up into the perfect meal. And it's a beautiful thing to subvert dinner with breakfast, but subverting Breakfast with dinner is just nasty. Right. So I, I but, think there may be a clue in this. Well, I think maybe we can zero in a little bit. What is it about eggs? Let's just talk eggs. Okay. How did eggs become associated with being eaten in the morning? The rooster, the rooster crows. Right, so is it? And the hen lays. Is it the fact that, uh, isn't it true that chickens 
let hens lay eggs every day. Like they 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 lay an egg every day. Um, I believe is, I believe so, roughly. Which is just a fascinating thing yeah. that they as often as you take a dookie. Yeah, but think of yeah, exactly. So a like chicken dookies out an an uh, egg, egg. And, a freaking egg that has a shell and a lot of dookie too, by the way. Yeah, but in addition to the dookie, they had these little eggs that it's we can manufacturing eat. centers for eggs. Now you can leave. Is it because you you go out in the morning? You go to the chicken coop and you've got th- you've got food for that day. Like yeah. and you might as well just eat it now. And so we just begin to associate it as a culture with eating it yeah, in the morning. Because I'm gonna throw it into before refrigeration. So we're talking the cultural norm of eggs. But you can leave an egg out all day, easy. You can, I mean, you can leave it. You but can not weeks or whatever. Yeah, you, you days. Can, you can store them up. You can leave it. A hen can lay only one egg in a day, and we'll have some days when it does not lay an egg at all. Right. So it's not. It's not. It's not like clockwork every single day, but they but can lay an it, egg it, every it day. It is possible. According, I, th- according to I, Jacob's laptop. I was in this, I, so I, I'm, I, that's what I thought. I think it has some, I think Maybe eggs. we should have brought Jacob with his laptop to the island. I'm yeah, sorry, you're sitting should. here the whole time and we didn't even consider yeah, taking that's it. That's one item and one, you know, one Man, person. that had to have hurt. Can you drive a, <laughs> can you drive a boat? I think Morgan's the better. Okay, right. <laughs> yeah, you agree with Morgan. I would take Morgan. Okay, okay. Well, and you're glad we're not dragging you to the island, because by the way, we freaking drug Morgan to the island. He could the whole time. Morgan's like, guys, I could have been back living my life, but you chose me to exile on this island. He you would hate go, us. You want to go back to the other question? I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry, Jacob. Because I think, I want you to come to the island. Because I think that we're I think we're onto something here. I do too. Go so, ahead. So, in 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 the in the question is, are eggs if we're right, now first of all, it's cultural norms, that's cu- what I'm getting culturally, at. Culturally, people eat different things in different places. When I uh, when I was in Eastern Europe, I remember that they ate a lot of um, like salamis, like the, it w- breakfast would often be like what we would call a charcuterie plate. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? So like assorted cheeses and meats, and it isn't that we don't eat meat and cheese, uh, for breakfast we do, but like the way that it was presented was very much like this is new. This isn't the way that we think about breakfast. But when, but in other cultures, they also serve that as dessert instead of dessert, like a charcuterie plate. Yeah, cheese can be part of dessert, but That's, which is weird to me too. But is it the case that everywhere on Earth, eggs are a part of the the, the breakfast meal? Because then it would it would hold what we just talked about. If it's true that the reason that eggs are associated with breakfast is because people go outside and the eggs are there and they're fresh and they just came out of the the hen and then you go and you eat them, then that should be true throughout the world. Why wouldn't that apply just as much to dinner though? It's like the the, the last meal, you know? Because you go out there and see if it laid an egg. It, it laid an egg. When I um, went to Granny Caps's house, which is my ex stepdad's mom every other Sunday when uh, he was still married to my mom, we go to his mama's house for Sunday fried chicken. Well, first of all, occasionally the fried chicken would be one of her chickens that she had. Of course. Lopped the head off of and fried. But most of the time. Store-bought. Store-bought chicken, but I would go out into her chicken coop uh, after lunch every other Sunday and get the eggs for her. That's an experience I had. 
And it was I'm, what I'm saying is it was after lunch. It was after lunch, and she didn't go. But you could, breakfast. but you could have gone in the morning. Well, I wasn't there. Um, well, okay. Let's maybe let's, she left them for me as a treat for me to find. Let's approach this from a different way. So um, here in in the U.S., uh, there's a few things that are that we consider normal, right? Uh, if you get a salad, you have the salad before your meal, mm-hmm. and then you have your main course, and then you have a dessert. Now. Dessert, as we've we've actually talked about on the show before on GMM, scientifically, one of the reasons that you always feel like you have a little bit of room for dessert is um, your stomach actually responds differently to sugars and fats. So sometimes you're eating a meal that's got a lot of fats in it, a lot of animal protein, cheese, that kind of thing, and you kind of get to a place where you're like, I can't eat another bite of this burger. I can't eat another bite of this cheesy, fatty thing that I'm eating as my main course. And then somebody breaks out the chocolate pie, and you're like, Oh, I got room for that. I'm o- and I- I'm going to open up my dessert stomach. And you literally, scientifically, do have a dessert stomach. Not it's not a second stomach, but when sugar hits your stomach, it actually causes it to expand a little bit. So it actually makes sense that you follow up fats with sugars. Now, salads, we start with salads, but that is not a cultural, that's a cultural norm here, but that's not a cultural norm elsewhere. I remember uh, my sister-in-law, uh, who married uh, you know, who married Chris, who his, uh, his dad is Palestinian and his mom is, is, is Lebanese, and like they kind of were introduced to a totally different cuisine, like mm-hmm. Ashley was through this. And they were going to these meals, and they were all eating like a salad after their meal. Really? Yeah. And I don't know if that was just something that was. Again, I don't know if that was something that was isolated to them. But the sugar thing makes sense. But I think that our choices for what we when we eat things, I think a lot of it may just be completely determined by all these different factors. And if you just like raised the kid up and said, "Eggs are going to be associated with the evening." And then really hearty meals are going to be associated with the very beginning of the day. I'm I don't I'm just throwing it out there. Do you think that would backfire? Do you think that trying to give somebody a really hearty, fatty, meaty meal at the beginning of the day is like their just body's not ready for it? So you got to go with something a little bit lighter, like cereal? Because what you well, it could be debilitating. You know, I think you know you start to feel like you can afford to indulge in something that's like a gravy-based meal at the end of your day when afterward you're just gonna pull the lever on your recliner as opposed to you're gonna pull the knob on your door and encounter life. Yeah, you gotta, your work you gotta go do, whatever. do your job. It can't be something that requires too much from your body. Yeah, I remember the hardest I ever worked physically was, uh, I wrote about this in the book of Mythicality, like farming and barning tobacco that one summer for my nana's Brothers, yeah, and my aunt Frances made the she made the meanest biscuits, man, and all this stuff. And so we go back to her house for lunch every day, and she they would have the heaviest lunch. Um, I'm talking like fried burgers and biscuits and gravy and all types of stuff like that, just heavy stuff. And after a after a week or two of that, it's like I just couldn't. I could I learned that I couldn't handle it. Like, I would eat it and then I would fall asleep because he would watch, Uncle Uncle Ross would watch the 
we'd eat and then he'd watch the news and the weather. The you know, a farmer. Middle of the day news. Yep, farmer always watching the news, always watching the weather. And I would like conk out on the floor. And then it would, it would I'd, they'd have to scrape me up like scraping gum off of a, off the pavement. It was horrible. So you learn your lesson. So then, you know, breakfast is the most important meal of the day is what they say, right? You gotta, but just having a little sugary cereal thing is not gonna cut it. I try not to let my kids have that. So I think. But why is one. works? It, there's, a, there's a middle ground, right? Why if you put, this is a fascinating question because why if I put pork sausage on a biscuit, I call that breakfast, but if I put beef patty on a piece of bread, that's lunch. And Carl's Jr. will, they try to slip in their burgers into breakfast on their biscuits or they sandwiches. slip in the burgers? Yes. If you go to I Carl's Jr. or Hardee's, they, they'll have all the typical breakfast stuff and then you could add a burger patty to any of it. And some of it they have pictures in the, on the breakfast menu. Like they are really throwing everything at it. But and that's crazy. W- to when me. you when you isolate it down to something as simple as whether or not it's ground pork with spices right. versus ground, ground beef. beef without spices, why is there a point around 10 30, 11 a.m. where all of a sudden you can make this transition? It doesn't make any sense. I think that. There are some I think, and I real think, contributing scientific cultural things that like contributed to it, but at this point, it's arbitrary. There's no difference between the way pork tastes at 10.30 or the way it tastes at 11 o'clock. When do they start, start stop serving breakfast at McDonald's? Well, they serve it all day now, right? They serve it all day because. Traditionally, when do they stop? Because now 10 it's o'clock? a treat. People got really excited about it. And again, I think breakfast can, I think it's 11, but uh, to maybe 10.30, but. Breakfast can push on and it everyone's can go gonna anywhere. celebrate it. Breakfast can go but, anywhere. But bringing it, bringing that like, like eating lasagna for breakfast. Yeah, that sounds crazy. Do they, they don't even do that in Italy, do they? <laughs> I don't think they eat lasagna in Italy. I think we do. That's a well, that's a prob- shame. Probably in a completely American. Yeah, probably you know. is. Chicken lo mein for breakfast. Dumplings, like when we went to New York, Stevie was all excited about taking us to that. Um, the dumpling place. The dumpling place for breakfast, right? And I and I loved it because I, I had a I, hard time. I, I can that's because a, I'm just a so. It's just an association. Your body knows somehow. I can't. Ex- I I wish I could explain it. I, Mira, I mean, the funny thing is, is I I feel like I could just wake up and eat a giant burger, and the only thing, the only reason I don't is because I don't want to be judged. But if it was just me, if it was me, shame based, me huh? and you and Morgan on an island, right? And the, the one thing we brought was like burger machine. That was the sixth thing. It wasn't a yacht. It was just a machine that every time you opened it, there was a new burger. That would be cool, first of all. But second of all, I would open that machine up every morning. You probably would too, because it would have a burger in it. It would be better than anything we could find and kill. But that doesn't help us then. And um, in, in get into this answer. But the only reason I don't order dinner for breakfast is because. A, it's not served often, and B, I just you know I feel like I'm gonna be judged. But but I think if you look at cultural norms across cultures, Mira, you'll find that it varies so much that it has to lead us to conclude that it's 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 all just just regional habits. Nothing more, nothing less. I'm sure if we and I think we can trace those regional habits to like okay, 
it might be when the chickens lay their eggs or 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 when you're expected to do certain things in different places but but it but it's all a construct of course you could also that's just, my answer you could also just google uh this this question and you probably get a more educated answer but it wouldn't be as fun that wouldn't be fun right, right? The, the point is not to know the point is to act like you know to get, just have a conjecturation about it yeah just have a conversation don't worry we, about facts. We went through two of them, but I would I would kill for some some pancakes at this point. Not too late. It's about dinner time for us. I'm gonna leave here and I'm gonna eat something. Pancakes, huh? I'm not hungry because we had a we had a late lunch. Today. I didn't eat any of it. Oh, you didn't eat any of it? No, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. I made I made a mistake. I think you know we. But I ended up eating eating lunch at like four thirty. Woo, that's bad. And uh, so I'm gonna get home, and you know. If if sometimes we we do takeout, sometimes we, you know, do some kind of prepared meal, and then sometimes Jesse will just make something. Sometimes I make something, but if she's like worked on something and she's like, she was kind of excited about me trying it, I'm put into this situation where either I just don't tell her that I ate at four thirty and I just eat it and tell her that it's great. Oh yeah, or. I get there and I'm like, ah, I'm not that hungry. You know, we had a really late lunch. I need you to help me with this decision. What should I say? Should fake it? Absolutely fake it. Because okay. what's the worst that could happen? Well, she could listen back to this. You eat a lot of food. She could listen to this. For the first time ever. But it probably won't be as much of a disappointment. If she listens to this and I'll be and I'll be like, she'd be like, oh, when you came home and you ate that food, you said you enjoyed it, but you, now I know that you weren't hungry. I think it's more important that at the time she felt affirmed. Well, I think the most important thing is that I elected not to eat my lunch so that I could enjoy whatever plans we have for dinner as a family tonight. That's much more important than me eating earlier. And as long as my family takes that away, then I'm I'm golden. But I, is that really why you didn't choose to eat? Oh, absolutely. You didn't choose to eat because we had already eaten a bunch of crap on the show, which is also the True. case. Yeah. But the stuff that we ate on the show was so not sustaining. It, it never was just is. so. We eat a lot of crap on so, the show. Yeah, show days, man. Speaking of which, yeah. Whew. I mean, we eat a lot of non-breakfast food on the show for breakfast. That's why I was like, I'm like, breakfast of champions. I say that a lot because it's really difficult. We, we have to get in a lunch or dinner mindset yeah. with all the stuff we eat in the show which is most all the time shot close, closest to the breakfast meal. Right. So again, we've we've trained ourselves to enjoy all types of things. You can too, Mira. Thank you for your questions. Um, thank you for coming down the rabbit hole with us. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Ear Biscuits. The rabbit had two holes today. Yep. Awesome. 